Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Michelle Massey, who has a great work as the camp director for Camp Sparkle, which is one of the great support programs offered by Cancer Pathways. This wonderful nonprofit provides a list of great support programs for persons touched by cancer. And this special camp for kids and teens happens each summer here in our state. And we're so lucky. Michelle Massey, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Thank you for having me, Kate. It's a pleasure to speak with you. I am so grateful. You are here, I know, to bring us a lot of joy, maybe some tears, which is fine too, but I think a lot of joy because we're going to talk about something that really is phenomenal, Camp Sparkle. Even the word sounds joyful. (laughs) Sparkly, right? Yes, you know, exactly. Sparkle, and I love Camp Sparkle, so I am happy to talk about camp and answer any questions. Well, then tell us, how long have you been involved with Camp Sparkle? I have been involved with Camp Sparkle, oh gosh, over 15 years. It's been a long time because we started our first Camp Sparkle in 2004, and it's now grown into six weeks, six different weeks of camp. So, it's been a long time. So you've been with this since the inception. Yes, yes. I was there with the first camp, and um, it, it just grew and grew, and it's wonderful. And now we have junior counselors and camp counselors and six different weeks and a virtual camp, and it's quite special. It's it, it's sparkly. That's <laughs> why it's Camp Sparkle. And who cannot love sparkles. They just make you feel good and everything is bright and light, correct? Absolutely. And Sparkle was Gilda Radner's dog and Cancer Pathways was originally Gilda's Club Seattle after Gilda Radner. And Gilda felt that Sparkle, her beloved dog, was such a great source of support through her cancer that we name it Camp Sparkle. And I'm crazy dog mom anyway. So (laughs) You know, naming it after Gilda's dog is the best fit, and it truly is sparkly. You know, that is such a beautiful connection to know all that part of the history, too, because those of us who are dog people, and I wasn't until, you know, about the last 10 years, but boy, now I get it in my life, and so I can understand how Sparkle would have been so important to Gilda and why calling the camp Camp Sparkle really has such significance. Absolutely, yes. So you've seen this evolve from one small camp to begin with. Now there are six camps and then the online, which is great. I think the online actually evolved because of COVID. It did. You know, we are like bamboo. We bend. We (laughs) bend with the times. We bend with the needs. So during a pandemic, how do you have a camp? Okay, we can do it virtually. We can do it online. And um, we have a wonderful staff at Cancer Pathways, and we put it together. We did it. Virtual camp started in 2020. Totally makes sense. That was the year the world shifted. And in this sense, this was a very positive shift to allow campers, because I know that even now there must be children who cannot go into public spaces. So having the virtual camp is really such a blessing, such a gift. It really is. And it gives people a choice. 
So whereas before they didn't have the choice, now they have the choice. If they want to do in-person, they can. If they want it to be virtual, they can. They have that option. And then uh, people from other states. So we have kids from all over the country that join Camp Sparkle virtually. And that is a true blessing and a gift. And we are very grateful to be able to serve those kiddos. And is Camp Sparkle actually extending to other states physically? Uh, No, not at this time. No, but we did expand to uh, Spokane, Washington. This is our first year we're in eastern Washington and Spokane. Oh, wow. So isn't this great? The evolving just continues. It's just this real living organism. Yes, yes. Yes, uh, I bet they are thrilled in Spokane to have it available. Otherwise, they might have needed to to travel, or maybe they do it virtually. But to have it in their own community is just phenomenal. Absolutely. And we're almost full in Spokane, so it shows that there's a need, that they definitely have a population of, of children who want this service. So we are more than happy to help. Well, and that's the down or the the not so appealing side of it is the fact, the need. Like yeah. it or not, life means that cancer still is among us. You know, much as we're doing what we can with research and working toward it, it exists. And it's just so crushing when it's young children that are affected. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We Camp Sparkle, we come from an empowerment-based approach or uh, kind of accountability-based approach. So a lot of what we talk about is how to deal with challenging situations. Cancer is definitely part of it, but it extends to dealing with other things in life because this is only one challenge for many kids. So they have lots of challenges in their life. They're just learning how to cope with it early in their lifespan. But there's going to be other challenges as well, and we hope they will carry, you know, this kind of empowerment or accountability of what do I have to work with? What can I do for myself to help myself in this situation, no matter what the situation is? So hopefully they can carry that in the future to other things other than cancer. Absolutely. And in that sense, again, what an incredible gift to learn this at a young age, because, you know, without kind of adversity, it's sometimes, you know, you can just, I could just sail through childhood and not think about how to cope and and to have a place where you're given those techniques and, and even to have the conversations. Yes. And to connect with others who are going through the same thing, it reduces isolation. And when we reduce isolation, we reduce symptoms of anxiety, depression, PTSD, and we feel confident, right? When we're with our friends, when we're with other people who understand us, you know, we feel understood. We feel like, you know, we can handle whatever the situation is, whether it's cancer or uh, death of a parent or worrying about recurrence. Whatever the situation is, they will be able to handle it because they have this community. They have these these other campers and junior counselors and counselors, and we're all together, and we're not going anywhere. So we will stay with our campers as, as long as they want us. I think it's different today than perhaps in the past when 
cancer was actually taboo. You, you know, it was that mm-hmm. C word. You just didn't want to talk about it. But I think some of that still probably is present. And even if it's not the taboo, there's still, as, as you were saying, you know, others may not really understand what the child is going through, whether they're the, the child is diagnosed or whether a family member is. Uh, it really, it, it all meshes together. It does. It all it all meshes together. So that's a that's a good point that we serve all children and teens affected by cancer. So they might have cancer themselves. They might uh, be a survivor of cancer. They might have a parent with cancer uh, or have lost a loved one to cancer. Because we stay with our our kids. We stay with our members as as long as they want us. And and some of the junior counselors and counselors were campers. And they just grew up, bless them, <laughs> and they come back. Uh, so, you know, we we offer that support, that community for as long as they want. And that could be six months. That could be six years. And maybe even more because, uh, you know, they've been going to camp for a number of years and then they come back as a counselor. I mean, it, it could be a lot of years. And I think that speaks to the value that they have found there. It's been nice, you know, Kate, to kind of watch them grow up. And, I mean, we have counselors now that I worked with when they were five years old. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, we we have this camaraderie, this, this uh, relationship, this professional relationship that I think is pretty unique. And it's, it's nice to watch them kind of evolve because, you know, cancer affects people at different milestones, right? So now at five years old was one time and now at, you know, 16 years old, they're still dealing with certain things related to cancer, uh, but it just looks a little different. But then they come back as a counselor and remember that they are part of a community that's here for them. And obviously, one of the things they learned is how that connection is so invaluable, and they want to give back and keep supporting others. Absolutely. And it's quite the magic. I I wish I could figure out a way to just to show the magic of camp, kind of what happens when a junior counselor or counselor is talking to a camper. And it's very subtle. And it can just be a conversation. And they connect on something, something very emotional. And it could just be, you know, a two second conversation. But they feel so heard and valued and listened to in that moment that that right there is the magic. Oh, that is lovely. It is. That is, again, invaluable is the the term that comes to mind because you just, you can't quantify that. And Mm -hmm. it's just what a difference it makes in a person's spirit and just who they are um, as a person. Yes, absolutely. So this is, um, camp is five days long? Yes, it's Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 4 p.m., so it's a day camp, and we provide all food and snacks, and, of course, we uh, make arrangements for dietary restrictions, Uh, and um, the kids don't have to worry about bringing anything. They just show up and have fun. (laughs) That is so great. (laughs) And, and, And so all of this is provided, and because there are so many challenges, one of the things about Camp Sparkle, which is part of Cancer Pathways, 
is that it is free to these children. Yes, Camp, Camp, uh, Cancer Pathways works really hard uh, with grants and donations to provide Camp Sparkle free of charge for all of our kids. Uh, but free is very expensive. Uh, yes, ex- <laughs> exactly. You know, free is not without any cost. And expensive is, is actually the key. And that's the thing, is that as we see what goes on and what we hear in the stories, and last year I had the great privilege of attending the gala and seeing the mm-hmm. children on the runway just being their just charming, a, a kind of audacious selves, to see that kind of joy that comes from the way that they are supported, yes, we need to be the support that allows this to happen for these children and for their families. Absolutely. And I, I always say, and I say this in my training to the counselors, is that it takes one person to make a difference in a child's life. It takes one of those magic moments. And you might change a complete trajectory of the way that a child is going. So that that is so valuable. Then you can actually see it, you know, how they're how they're doing, how they're processing, how vulnerable they are, and then being safe in that vulnerability. And that can change. That can change a child. It can change the way they view themselves, their ability to handle cancer, and their ability to connect with others. And again, we get to that situation of calling it invaluable, that this makes such a difference. And you can see this multiplied time after time after time, to whatever degree it is, but it's really important for that each individual. Yes, yes, absolutely. So there still is an opportunity to enroll for camp if uh, people have just not even been aware of it. But, um, you know, spots are filling up quickly and some of the locations have uh, have already been full. But if they wanted to find out more information and potentially to enroll, how would they go about that, Michelle? So the easiest way to enroll for Camp Sparkle is to go to our website at cancerpathways.org and you can uh, register online. If you have any trouble or if it says it's full, just email me directly, Michelle with two L's, Michelle at cancerpathways.org and tell me your situation and I can see what I can do if it says that we're full. Uh, But it is free of charge for our members and we are here to help. So um, it's, uh, yeah, online is the easiest way to register. Great. And while we're at it, since we're online and talking about that, uh, to anyone, whether it's someone in thinking about uh, having someone attend camp or whether you just want more information, as we were saying, uh, free is expensive. And making a donation to whatever degree possible, everything helps. So that can be done right at that website, too. Yes, yes. Donations are accepted through that website as well. That's, That's a good place to go. Excellent. So in terms of all these years, the 15 years that you've been involved with Camp Sparkle, Michelle, uh, you've said how you've seen these children grow coming from age five and, you know, maybe, you know, seven years later, you're seeing them there as a a junior camp counselor. Does someone stand out in terms of changes that went on or something they said to you? Uh, There's so many. There's so many, Kate, because I've watched I've watched 
them grow up, a lot of these kiddos. And sometimes they made poor choices, and sometimes they had to be reminded who they are, that they are amazing kids, and they have the ability and the expectation to make better choices or good choices, so to speak. You know, what I have seen, kind of part of the magic, I'll speak a minute about part of the magic about Camp Sparkle, is that when kids go to camp, cancer then is not something that is interesting about them because everyone there has cancer or has a loved one with cancer. So what makes them unique or interesting outside of Camp Sparkle is not interesting in camp. So they can be interesting because of other things, not cancer. And it's an interesting experience, you know, watching them, watching that dawn on them, like, well, everyone here has cancer in some way. So that doesn't make me weird, right? That doesn't make me different. So to watch that process, and it was so cute. I'll never forget. This happens actually almost every year, but I think it was last year, and it's happened before. We're in the welcome circle, and we do that every morning. We get in our circle, and we say our name, our age, who in our family has cancer, and then our favorite something, like favorite ice cream or favorite movie, whatever it is. And we're going around, and we're about halfway done, <laughs> and this darling sweet one, who I think at that time was six years old, just stops and throws his hands on the ground, and he's like, Miss Michelle, oh my gosh, everyone here, everyone here has cancer. I was like, you know, you're right. Like, yeah. And he's like, dang. You know? And he, it just occurred to him that everyone there is affected by cancer and he was so sweet and so cute and uh and, and he just feels welcomed and valued but nobody's making that interesting right it's not interesting it's that he is interesting because he's a sweet fabulous young person mm. not because he has cancer yes oh that is so beautiful and to you know to be at such a young age and have that dawn on you that there's there's many parts to me and other things than this thing that's, you know, whether it's him, this child or it's a family member that's impacted and it makes their life just go wonky. There, there's more that goes on and that it, you, to give them that opportunity to to search and become aware. Wow, that's incredible. Yes, that's the magic, and it, and it usually happens, you know, like once once a, once a camp, the someone does that, and they're usually kind of the young ones because they it hasn't occurred to them necessarily that other kids are experiencing cancer because they don't really talk about it at school, no, and it just really isn't talked about anywhere else, uh, and you know, if kids if if cancer in their family is interesting, welcome, fine, great, cool. But we also recognize other aspects of their life, and uh, it's it's not something to you know be shameful of or, or never anything, you know, to be embarrassed of. But we welcome kids with whatever you know emotional state they are in. But it's so cute to see them so excited. You know, to, they love camp. They love coming to camp. But to see them figure out that everyone there is experiencing cancer, and they just get so excited at that. <laughs> oh, that is that's great because there there's a lot of negativity, obviously, around cancer. We don't even have to give that a second thought. 
but then to discover that there is more in our life and to be able to put that aside and make connections with others just as uh, kiddo to kiddo. Right. right. And and to allow yourself to feel more than one thing at once. So while you may be sad or angry about cancer, you know, welcome that. Be sad, be angry, but you can still, you can take a moment if you need to, but then you can still go play a game or go to the playground or make a creation out of clay. Like you can... You can have fun with your friends and be sad at the same time. And that's often something that they either never thought about or maybe something that isn't encouraged in other places. Uh, But it's really about owning your feelings, owning who you are and being genuine uh, and but realizing that that you can cope with this. And this is this is how you do it. Oh, this is just such an incredible opportunity. Thinking of the growth that goes on at this young age due to something that's very tragic and negative, but being knowing that even in, in those circumstances, there are good things, as you were sh- saying, Michelle, knowing you can have two, these dual feelings at the same time. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. So, camps, you're looking forward to camp starting, and you're, you've got a very busy summer ahead of you. Yes, yes. We start uh, July 10th in Bellevue. Bellevue's our first week. Uh, and then we do Spokane, then Seattle, then Everett, then Tacoma. And then online camp is, uh, it would, it's the third week in July, virtual camp. The physical camps, are they held at campgrounds or in a building or well it can't be just a building because they're playing games and and yeah uh, right? so we uh have camp sparkle seattle um at cancer pathways on uh capitol hill broadway and union big brick building so we start camp uh you know every day at our clubhouse we call it a clubhouse and then we go on field trips or down to the park every afternoon so they get plenty of playtime. And then the other locations are either at parks with a shelter that have uh, water, either a splash pad, playground, or uh, Lake Washington, you know, or different sources of water so they can have outdoor water play. Uh, or uh, community centers, like down in Tacoma, we have a beautiful community center that we use. And uh, all of our locations have, um, like, playground areas. Uh, fields to play different games at and some kind of water source to go swimming or splash in the water. Uh, But there's always choices for the children at camp so they can choose kind of what activity they want to do during our playtime, during our free time. Kind of like probably the camps that we grew up with, kind of old school camp where just play, just take some time out of your day and just play. And the children are... At a, of an age that they really can uh, relate with each other because they, you mentioned a six-year-old, so they start at about five or six. Yes. Yes. Okay. And yeah. then there are counselors. So how many how many kids are the actual campers? So we try to limit it at 25 campers. Okay. And then how many counselors? 
So then, so campers are age five to 12, and then we have junior counselors. So there's probably going to be five or six or so junior counselors at each camp. And then counselors are 16 and up, and there's about 10 or 12 camp counselors. That's almost a one-to-one ratio then. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of support. Uh, but uh, the junior counselors are ages 13 to 15. And the reason we have junior counselors is because no one age 13, 14, and 15 want to be called a camper because they're not, they're, you know, they're not five anymore. So at 13, I do expect them to have a little more responsibility than, you know, a five-year-old. So junior counselors can help out pass, pass out snacks, help with art projects, lead games. They're basically there to help play with the kids. And uh, they can have as much responsibility as they want. We don't ever pressure anyone, uh, but we do offer an opportunity to have more of a responsible role. But they are absolutely uh, encouraged to in- enjoy the activities as well. And um, so while they are junior counselors, we want to make sure we have enough camp counselors to make sure everybody is safe and everybody is uh, you know, doing what they need to do. Right. Yes. And so for the junior counselors, do they get um, a little bit of training prior to going to the camp to get a sense of what what their role will be? They do. So I do an intake with everyone, every camper, every junior counselor and every counselor. So that's just a one on one meeting with me where we talk about what their goals are. What do they want to do? What do they enjoy doing? Because we really want to pair them up with what their interest is. And then we have a counselor training. We just did an in-person training and we have a virtual training next um, next Tuesday. Uh, and I'm happy to add anyone. Just email me at michelle at cancerpathways.org, and I'm happy to add anyone if they want to be in that training. Uh, so there is some training you know, for junior counselors, and, and then camp counselors have a bit more extensive training. Uh, but we are very you know, empowerment-based or member-driven, so uh, I really want our junior counselors to you know, feel like they have a voice in their own experience and I work with them to match them up with what their needs are. It, it, this is such, again, an ideal situation in a dire situation. But maybe, you know, if we think about it, that's life just in general. And to be yeah. able to, in a very methodical way, create this experience so that these youth, these children, these youth, really get the opportunity to make the best of their life possible. Yes, yes. Oh. Yes, and to, to grieve. Many of our kids are grieving for mm. different reasons. You know, uh, it's, not, it's not only death, it's, it's grieving of, of many losses with cancer. And it's to help them process these losses and help them process this grief experience, these changes, uh, and to know that whatever happens in their life, uh, they they will manage it and uh, not to say that that's easy by any means, but they will have a community to help them. And that receiving help is a good thing. We want to receive help. Yes. And mm-hmm. to know to ask for it, that it's okay to ask. 
Yes, and there doesn't need to be any stigma about receiving help, especially when you're when you're grieving, when you're when your own body is going through medical complications, going through cancer, or when your mom or dad are going through cancer or pass away. That is the time. That is the time to pull in those resources, and that's one thing we teach, and that. You know, we need to be accountable for ourselves, and that is including asking for help when you need it and receiving that help. That can be hard to do. Not everyone likes to ask for help, and not everyone wants to receive it either. Right. But to know that it's there, this maybe it's not the time this year for them, but mm-hmm. that certainly plants seeds that make them want to come back again next year, and all of a sudden they're a different person and ready to yeah. grow some more, right? Absolutely, and and we, we are judgment-free. We support everyone because we believe that, well, everyone, children and adults, they are experts in their own lives. So we are here to help support, but we're not going to tell anyone how to feel. Kids are sick of that. Kids are so sick of having adults tell them what to do and what to feel that we are very mindful of creating that safe, judgment-free environment so they can just be and they are welcome however they are. Oh, what an incredible, incredible opportunity, time, experience. Just so, so great. Invaluable, as we said earlier on. Oh, yes. Thank you, Kate. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, you're welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for being with us to share this. Let's mention the website, ways to get involved, and ways to support as well as we can. Absolutely. So it's cancerpathways.org. And on that website, you will see a link of how to register for camp. You will also see a link of how to donate to Camp Sparkle or Cancer Pathways. Uh, Remember, free is very expensive, and we will never charge our members. Uh, So it's cancerpathways.org. And then if you have specific questions for me or um, the registration says full, feel free to email me at michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, at cancerpathways.org. Oh, Michelle Massey, you are just so incredible, and I so appreciate your taking time to give us these important insights today. Thank you so greatly. You are welcome, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. Camp Sparkle is my most favorite thing to talk about, so I get very excited. I'm happy happy to talk to you anytime. Wonderful. Well, we can hear that enthusiasm (laughs) in your voice and Parents hearing this may want that sparkle, that enthusiasm for their own kids. Yes, the sparkle. I love it. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Michelle Massey and Sunday Morning Magazine with Dr. Yanair Balan and Diego Balan. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or to share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of finding the empowerment in self-awareness and growth. Have a week of the same and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.